0: Celebrating the life of Utah Jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. I was in my early 20s and a newlywed when you became the head coach. And so I feel like I was able to to look up to you and in many ways you were a father figure in in terms of the way I learned from you, the lessons you taught me. For example, you uh, taught me the importance of hard work. I learned the importance of having a plan and sticking to it. I also learned about the importance of executing the basics and executing the game plan better than the other guys if you wanna win. Thank you for your many contributions over the years and for the role that you've played in making the Utah Jazz one of the most respected franchises in the
1: NBA. And thank you for letting us honor you. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan.
0: Montsin Jake Scott 975 1280 The Zone live from Bulldogs Spa 146 South just west of I15 take advantage of their Memorial Day sale we're going to talk to bowler momentarily want to remind you too we're working on a, a little project with our listeners send in an open mic using our Zone Sports Net uh, app download it go to the open mic feature you can record up to 15 seconds of audio hit send and it goes right to austin in the control room but we're going to try and get as many of those as we can uh, dedications memories thoughts about uh, coach sloan and we'll put them all together and we'll play them next week and get them up online just kind of a, a little listener to a zone listener tribute uh, to coach sloan so download our zone sports network app go to the open mic feature record it And hit send. We're going to talk to uh, Bowler coming up here in a moment. And, Gordon, much like you, Bowler covered Coach Sloan for a long, long time.
2: Yes, he did. And it'll be great to talk to Craig on a day like this. Uh, A lot of stories. A lot of stories to tell. And I know Bowler has them. We'll see if we can pry them out of them.
0: Uh, And then uh, coming up at 5.30, we're going to talk to Randy Rigby, the former president, uh, longtime president of the Utah Jazz, and get his thoughts and and memories with Coach Sloan as well. And we're also efforting, we're going to possibly try and talk to David Locke in the 5 o'clock hour as well. So we are jammed packed, uh, talking, remembering, and uh, celebrating the life of Coach Sloan. And I'll tell you what, Gordon, this has been... Uh, a really good show so far. Uh, kudos to Austin for getting as many of these voices on as, as we can to get their perspective. But Steve Brown, uh, Jeff Hornacek, Brad Rock, uh, just some really, Chris Morris, some really great conversations today. Yeah, and all of them. It, it's funny how
2: consistent some of the comments are, uh, As far and no big surprise there, because as we've... We've talked about over and over again, Jerry Sloan uh, was Jerry Sloan. He, he was, there wasn't much duplicity to him. He, he wasn't trying to pull the wool over on anybody, he was just doing his job and being who he is. And, and I, uh, people appreciate that, especially in a world where it's not all
0: that common. All right, let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line Sprint they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, longtime television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only
1: Craig Bowler, Jack Bowler. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, Best you can think of on a tough day, Jake, Gordo, uh, thanks for having me on. It's my second stint. I hope folks aren't tired of me, but I just can't keep not not talking about Jerry, you know? I mean, it's... uh, it's a sad day, but one also that I just told Austin. You know, it's it's one of those days that you knew you knew was coming, and I know he, I know he's in a better place. Um, uh, the way we the way we know Jerry Sloan, uh, in my opinion, uh, this is not the way he wanted to live, and uh, I just I'm, I know he's in a better place.
2: Bowler, what's uh, what comes to mind when you think of Jerry? And I know you have a thousand stories, but what what's the
1: primary swing thought? Well, the first thing anybody will ever talked to me about Jerry, uh, when you know, they always asked how he, how he was doing over the last, you know, three to four years, and uh, you know, the conversation always turned to what he was as a player, but also as a coach. And the first word is just tough. Uh, he he persona- personified that, Gordon. You know that, and Jake. I mean, if you look at him, he's a he's a he has that look, you know, that nose that was broken dozens of times uh, during his playing career, and he just has kind of a, a, a daunting look. And, you know, he he's, he's, has hands the size of, of a skillet. Um, and so he has the look of the real toughy and someone you wouldn't want to mess with. But in reality, knowing Jerry like I do, do did I, I hate to do it in past tense because in spirit he's here right i mean jerry jerry was uh had a heart of gold man i mean he'd do a lot for you he cared about you um i think you know we know how he was with players and it was a real simple equation and gordon you 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 did several articles columns uh with jerry and you know all he asked you to do was work And that's what he did. So there was nothing beyond that from what he did that he wanted you to do as a player: respect the game, uh, you know, tie your shoes up, tuck your shirt in, uh, make sure everyone's color of socks and shoes were the same, and just go play hard. We all know that the lunch pail—bring your lunch pail to work—was a a common theme of his, and uh, that's a real description of Jerry. There wasn't real a real complicated. Um, You know, he wasn't complicated, is my point. Uh, He only knew one way, and that was to work. He had to as a kid. He was the youngest at 10. His dad died at four. Um, And so basketball was his release. It got him to the highest of levels. But also he still kept the the down-home guy that's who he really was and he never shook it uh the lights and the hall of fame and you know the two championship runs and all the microphones in his face jerry sloan still kept his feet firmly on the ground that's that's really who he was and that's who i remember
0: what do you think he Bowler? why do you think he was such an effective coach or effective communicator with his players what did they see in him that they wanted to follow
1: you know, Jake, that's a great question, and you know, I've heard uh, several of his of his players talk today, and they all kind of echo the same thing. Now, remember, this is a different era of player than what what we face today, and I think there's more privilege in a way the way that the NBA is today, where in Jerry's day when he played, it was all about look, we're not guaranteed a thing. Uh, and Jerry played that way. And he coached that way. He was still, as Gordon's written, uh, he was he was fearful that he would lose his job here with the Jazz after being fired in Chicago. That was always heavy on his mind. And I know people may not realize that, but there's many nights we were on the road uh, that he would say, Hell we've lost three in a row, and I'm probably going to come home and get fired. I said, Jerry, come on. But in reality, I think that, You know, he had some insecurities in that regard because of what he went through in Chicago, and he didn't want to relive that by any means uh, with the Utah Jazz. But the players, you know, knew there was one way to play. And if you didn't play that way, I think you'll look at history on that roster. You didn't last long. There were guys who did come and go on this franchise if they couldn't handle the Sloan way. But it wasn't, he wasn't asking that much. It really goes back to being a teammate, to, to working your tail off. And as he always said, and he would pound his heart and say, do you have heart? Do you have heart? And he didn't care about stats and analytics, but he cared about the character of the individual and to go out and give it all you had. Because the fans deserved it, and you deserved it, to give all you had to the ownership and he always said this to guys. You get paid on the first and the fifteenth, right? Those checks—you don't ever miss a check. And so, all I think all he was always trying to do to the players was just to make sure to keep them or hold them accountable for being respectful to the franchise, the city they played for, and the fan base they represented. And I don't think that's a lot to ask. But uh, this generation of players who are who are very talented—no, by by no means—we we know that. But he just happened to be a different coach in a different time, and I think most likely, and I think we saw the Darren Williams situation, frustrate him because the respect he wanted those players to have, he was beginning to lose his grip on, on those type of players because the generation had changed. And it was sad, but I'm glad Darren and Jerry were able Thanks to, to, you know, of course that was facilitated by Steve Starks and Greg Miller to get those two together. But I'm sure Darren tonight is is relieved that he was able to come back and talk to Jerry, and despite, you know, I think Jerry's anger that was expressed, uh, that they were able to at least work things out, because Darren is Darren. I think from what I saw, again, Jerry just lost the ability to connect with the player, and and when he knew that he was done because that's what he needed, the respect and also the attention of those individuals each and every day, every night they were on the floor. And luckily he had John and Carl who supported coach and other players fell in line with the way that the, the his system worked. And that's really the beauty of what how Sloan, how Sloan worked. He, he had the right players at the right time, ran the right offense, and he demanded players to play defense. You put that all together and you win – 1,223 games, and you get to two NBA Finals. And sadly, never was Coach of the Year, which is probably one of the – I know he didn't care about accolades, at least that's what he said publicly, but still, that had to sting a bit that his success in 61 seasons still wasn't enough uh, to convince voters to, to, to name him Coach of the Year.
2: Seven times he was Coach of the Month, but yeah. never never Coach of the Year. You know, You mentioned the respect of a certain – kind of player with a certain kind of mindset bowler uh i saw that what scotty pippen said earlier today he said i loved everything about jerry sloan from the way he played to the way he coached he was a tenacious competitor who represented the bulls of the 70s so well jerry became one of my favorite coaches when he was on the 1996 dream team staff and it was an honor to learn from him that's respect, man.
1: That's great respect, and especially from a player who played, you know, alongside Jordan, but also stepped out of that spotlight from Michael for a moment to understand the importance of Jerry Sloan and how he built, by the way, the Chicago Bulls, the original Bull. And I hope Chicago fans today, I know they are, are, are mourning his loss, but also understanding the respect of that franchise, earning that respect of the franchise to have your number hanging there. Um, first and foremost. Um, those are great uh, compliments. And I, I hear I, that I, every... Well,
2: bet, I'll bet Michael Jordan felt that way too. I mean, I can't I, say that for a fact, but I bet he did, knowing the way he went about his business.
1: You know, again, as as uh, following the Jazz since 85 and, and now being uh, behind the mic for 15 years, which is, I was thinking about it today, how, how crazy that is, how how fast time goes by. But I would agree with you, uh the one disappointment that i had in the series of the last dance is granted it was it was michael's show but the i wanted more stockton i wanted more jerry you know we saw two clips from from each i do believe and carl getting on the bus to congratulate michael after winning uh, in 98 which i thought was was really class video i've never seen but you know jerry's Jerry had humor, and I think you guys both know that he, he he came across gruff and rough and tough, but in reality, he had a really great sense of humor. And you know when he when he <laughs> you know when he was asked was did he know Michael Michael was sick? What do you mean he was sick? I didn't know he was sick. Was he sick? Really? You're, well, I, I must be the last one to know. Well, hell, he knew that he was sick. And also when they handed him the box score when they, got, when they only scored 54 points, is this, is this really the final box score? or did, is this the final score really? Really? Is this it? Well, sure, it was. And the fact is, he was trying to deflect uh, you know the, the, the poor performance from his players, and that was just the Sloan way, and, and a real crude way of humor that you know he, he enjoyed, and he would uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people caught that. But Jerry had a really wicked sense of humor, um, and he also, you know, I thought had a bigger heart than people understand. Uh, he was able to help a lot of people uh, during his time as head coach and beyond.
2: Bowler, uh, Pat Bagley, the ca- cartoonist uh, at the uh, Salt Lake Tribune, he has a – a, uh, a, 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 I guess a cartoon, if that's what you want to call it, up uh, right now, and it has a picture of Sloan with his hands on his hips – and it has a quote. It says, in my prime, I could have handled Michael Jordan. Of course,
1: he would be only 12 years old. <laughs> you know, if you could stop, you know, the clock and actually make, uh, give the opportunity for Jerry to cover Michael, who wouldn't pay to see that? I mean, this guy, as we all know, he his whole life was surrounded by defending and stopping players and the physical nature and the grit and grime of the floor. He loved every minute of it. I think we saw, too, back in his playing days, this game was much more physical than we could ever imagine the league today. Uh, Sloan would have been tossed out of every game just because of the way he played and, uh, you know, the elbows and these guys got into actual fistfights. I mean, I remember him entertaining was entertaining us with stories so many times on the road after one or two Bud lights, by the way, um, <laughs> that, you know, Jerry, Jerry had a story for everything and, you know, very sharp mind. And I think that's the most difficult part of all this is to watch that slowly erode away. And probably that's where I get the most emotional because, um, he he had such a zest for life, and the memory of when he played and plays and particular moments were just incredible recall. And those are the moments that you love to hear the stories. And a lot of athletes kind of say, I'm not sure if I remember. No, 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 it was third quarter. We were up by two. And I just go, really, how do you remember all this? But Jerry just had that innate ability to recall and tell stories about players when he played, and the way he defended and defended them, and of course uh, the players that he coached, and he stayed in touch with with many of them. I thought you heard, you know, Big Dog Antoine Carr, who who really thought he was kind of like Jerry Sloan, played with that rough gruff nature, and Jerry liked that. He needed a rebounder, and you know what. Even though he blew a kiss off to Rodman, there was still probably some respect there of the way Dennis played the game because no rebound would get past him, much like the way Jerry played. So there was a love-hate allegedly on the floor sometimes with some players, but the competitive nature brought that out of Jerry. And he wouldn't back down from anybody. That was the other part of watching Sloan coach is I think he still thought, Gordon and Jake, that he was still playing on most nights. And um, the way he coached is the way he played, hard-nosed, and he didn't take any crap. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Ask all the officials and ask the people on the front row who used to kind of ask Larry, do you think maybe you could move us up a row? Uh, Jerry uses the four-letter word better than anybody. And I think Larry would laugh and say, no, nah, I think you're stuck there. Get used to it. I mean, that's the way it was. Uh he had a, a way with language that that nobody else, no other coach had in the NBA. He got his point across, guys. Right? You got you both agree.
0: No doubt. Yep. No doubt about it. Hey, Bowler, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes uh, again this week. We're really, uh, we're really glad to get you on and get your thoughts. Thank you so much.
1: No, I appreciate the time, and I hope Jazz fans uh, remember the good times. And I, and if I can, real quick, I said this earlier today, but. You know, the big three, and I guess you'd have to say Larry, Hot Rod, and and, and Jerry, uh, how much they've meant to this organization and the foundation they built and where, the, where this franchise is and hopefully where they're going with Quinn and Donovan and uh, Rudy and Joe and uh, Bogdanovich and Clarkson and all the rest. Um, you have to tip your hat to those, to those three. And, of course, Frank Layden, who is very much alive, uh, special individuals uh, who who really put this franchise uh, on the map, and I hope people understand and appreciate uh, those guys. Foundation foundation individuals, and um, I was just proud to know all three. And it's uh, it's a sad day, but a happy one because you know the three have been reunited. And I doubt Hot Rod's picking up the dinner tab tonight, but uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah you do know. <laughs> you do. Thanks, Bowler. Jerry, very much, Jerry's saying, Jerry saying, I got you, Hot. I got you. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks so much. All right, Bowler. You, See Bowler. you man. Uh-huh.
0: The great Craig Jack, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Slow. We were uh, more than just coaches together. We were very good friends and uh, spent a lot of time together over the years. And I've known him for 52 years. So uh, I met him in 1968. So it's been a
1: long haul. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan.